been listening to another episode of Don't Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 260, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 260, and we are back after, uh, it seems like, only yesterday we were here. Yesterday! Recording 259, and the lovely word whore called in and joined us for the entire show. A week and a day. <clears throat> we did not play Shitter Shinola. <clears throat> but you did have a very in-depth conversation with her about Ayn Rand and Ayn Rand's philosophy. Oh, and I got beat up by it about it, too, man. Who'd you get beat up by? Phil, the bass player. Phil, the bass player? He's not happy with me at all. What do you mean? What happened? Did he post something? He's Did he upset. speak to you? Did he slap you? Yeah, he's posted. He's, he's posted something. He, uh, he told me to lay off. To get off it. He said, I think TWW classified or clarified her take on aspects of Ayn Rand perfectly fine. Get off it, John! Wow. And then he posted a 60 Minutes uh, Mike Wallace interview. To our our Facebook page? Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out. I didn't see that. And then I said, I will not. And I posted the uh, how Ayn Rand became the new rights version of Marx. And then he clarified that, John, I just meant for you to get off interrogating TWW about her takeaway from... AR's writings. Keep at them. The Randians, especially the politicos, politicians, Republicans. When Repu- I was Republicans. Uh, when I was younger, uh, somebody mentioned somebody, John. Somebody. Or maybe it was a TV show. They said the three books that you should have read by the time you get to college or read in college. I can't remember. One is the Bible. The other was Atlas Shrugged, and I can't remember the third one. What would the third one be? You have to, to read kill these. a mockingbird. Possibly, we talked about that last week. Maybe I don't know. So I've read the Bible. I read that twice. Uh, I have not read Atlas Shrugged, but the, the word Horty last week said, "Just read it yourself. Come up with your own interpretation." Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that. That's going to be yeah. my next, yeah. my next Kindle purchase. Not me. It should be free, public domain now. By now, right? No, no, I don't think so. I'm not reading it. I'm going to see the movie. <laughs> Maybe I'll read it and blog about it like Amber blogs about Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, I mean, you know, it's a novel. What, what You know, it's a novel. Yeah. Um, it's not real. The The problem is that people are taking it as real, but then they... Uh, well, John, hold on, hold on. Uh, read the virtue of selfishness in uh, all of those letters that were published in, and take some of her interviews. What's your premise? What are your premises? The the uh, tradition of Western philosophy, anyway, if you go back to uh, Socrates and Plato and those guys, none of that stuff was real either. They wrote dialogues between different people, and it was made up. They made it up, but it yeah. uh, got their philosophy across. You see how that works, John? I don't care. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just wondering how you form those beliefs. No, I guess it doesn't matter. I, I just don't understand how people could be uh, look at her as a hero, as Penn Jillette would call her. She's a hero of mine. 
somebody who uh, thought that uh, the ultimate hero, Qua Man, was a serial killer. Well, that's not right. That's in her book, Atlas Shrugged, or that's in her, like, an interview or something? No, that's her, what she talked about. She talked about that. She was part of her, uh, some of her interviews, and it was, I believe, in her, uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Fountainhead. uh, No, no, no. Virtue of Selfishness. All right, well, enough of her. Uh, I'll watch Mike Wallace. I'll get back to you. I'm going to read Atlas Shrugged. It's really long, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on, John. So we, before, uh, between 59 and 60, we had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. What did you do Memorial Day weekend, John? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah, at the work? Uh, I worked late, uh, worked till about midnight on Friday, a little past. Oh, that blows. Your salary uh, too, right? Yeah. You get comp time then? No. No. That's so crazy. I I sat around uh, while I was finishing up and listening to Chimp Spanner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Chimp Spanner? Who's Chimp Spanner? You never heard of Chimp Spanner, man? Is that a band? It's a band. Uh, I thought it was some guy. Chimp Spanner. Chimp Spanner. Like we call the W the Chimp. He's the Chimp. Chimp Spanner. You know what Spanners are? A no. Wrench. A monkey wrench. wrench. Chimp Spanner. Get Chimp it? Chimp Spanner. Monkey wrench. Got it. Duh. So yeah, I just Are you gonna play a little bit of that for us? Oh, Some do you Chimp want me Spanner? To? What is it? Is it jazz fusion? Is it uh speed metal? Yeah, it's jazz fusion. This is jazz, this is it. A little jazz fusion for you. A little jazz fusion from Chimp Spanner. Yeah. We listen to it every show. We do? Yeah, there's a backing we play track. In the background of every single show. Everyone. Every single show. It's episode one. Uh, no. Since what, episode 100? Since probably about 100, yeah. I've heard this before? Yeah. Wow. It's on every show. Since episode 100, if you want to be so fucking particular. No, let's gloss over it like the Republicans. Let's take it from a high (laughs) level. Let's not get into the details. Hey, sometimes people... (laughs) Sometimes people aren't that accurate with their facts. You can make your own now, apparently. Yeah, you just keep saying them enough. Yeah. You never heard this? I would swear that this is the first time I'm hearing this. Wow. It's not every show since 100, roughly. How about this one? Is this Chimp Spanner? Yeah. I like this one a, a better than the first one, but I like the other one better. It's my the other one's my favorite. All right, John. So speaking of bands, speaking of a band, yes. What is the latest catheter news? Uh, we we did a rehearsal. Um, rehearsal on Thursday. Thursday night rehearsal, and that was yeah, here? Yeah, I'm a very busy guy, you know. It I, was here? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I can tell because Marty fucked up my mic. 
<laughs> I don't think Marty <laughs> fucked it up. I think when it was getting put away, it got fucked up, you big baby. <laughs> it wasn't fucked up. Your mic works perfectly fine. That is correct. Technically, oh, you got to get into the details now, John. Right? What? Technically, you are correct. My mic does work fine, but the mount. <laughs> You're the one that the went mic in mount this was a generalization. <laughs> the mount, Molly mounts. So tell me about catheter Thursday. The <laughs> catheter reunion continues, John. Yeah, you want to hear some of it? Yes, and Brian was here. Brian showed up. He was yeah. not at the Catherine Reunion podcast, but he did make it to practice. Right. Did everybody make it? Oh, snap. Yeah. I'm going to fake it. Listen, listen, listen how much Zach has practiced the lyrics. To Britney. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you know, you you hype the reunion. Yeah. You have a podcast to announce the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even print the lyrics out. He doesn't know them. What was I saying first? Well, you know, John, I was in a band. We yeah. kicked a guy out for pulling that shit. Yeah. You what was his name? Saying? Scott? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was John, if you must know. John who? Not me. <laughs> Not you. No. I think it was just a hi-hat. What the thing, Bucks? Did he have an excuse? Uh, here, here's a, here's a he, he does it better this time <laughs> I can't wait for this show, man. Saturation runs right through me. When I think you, I just let myself. What was his excuse? Uh, I'm sorry, fellows. I have not. I, I said, you got an iPad, man. Where's your lyrics? Where's the lyrics? Uh... I apologize. I do not have the lyrics, and you didn't have them last the week before either. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah. I question his commitment to this endeavor. This is the new Zach situation, yeah, John. No doubt. Well, the rest of the band sounds good. I like it. Down here standing filthy He says Tell him you know what he wants a beer Wow One word John I think is nice and cutie Yeah One, One word, word Five syllables Disappointed Yeah Disappointed <laughs> No doubt Wearing that tight little mini skirt That came so high I took her home that night We made sweet passionate love She looked like Pamela Anderson Lee but in the morning, the story was quite different. We are so 
any dates? Any dates? Anybody no, going out there? No, just a genius. And I asked uh, Marty about that. He said, oh, Phil set that up. Hey, he, Marty says, hey, I just play guitar and sing. That's it. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So I don't know who's going to get the gig. I see. I would, I would hope it would be Phil because he seems to be the only one that has the time to devote to getting together with a, a booking agent. You got something you can give to me? MP3s? Something like that? I'll get you a gig. Yeah, let me let me burn this to you. You, you could <laughs> you could bring this to no. a bar. Actually, I think I have uh, soapy orifice. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll shop that around. You guys don't mind playing up north, do you? What north? Where? Up north, like um, like around one thirty-seven, one twenty. Up north. North. What town? Uh, Could you be a little more specific? I uh, want 37, uh, 120, Joaquin, uh, 120 uh, Mills. Uh, not Gurney Mills. Gurney, Waukegan. Uh, what? What's up there? They gonna, Libertyville. They going to want to listen to this? I got connections up there. That's all I'm saying. Let me see if I, I can do we'll something. To, Would I'll that be all right? Those guys. We'll run it by those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start shopping soapy orifice around. All right. Say this is a big reunion gig. Yeah. These guys were uh, artists of the Are year. Are you video it? On uh, WXRZ. I'm going to do your part two. Part two of the documentary? Uh, well, no, because... Where uh, are they now? <laughs> if I was going to do that, I would have been to the practice on Thursday. Oh, right. To view, uh, to film yeah. a little bit of that and then take you all aside and say, what do you think about that, Zach, not knowing the fucking lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The three of them, they're like twins. <laughs> We'd have to have uh, yeah. Pl- Kevin who's going to take Skype Kevin's in? place? I mean, come yeah. on, Kevin was the star of the uh, original. Well, you could hear Brian's got the some pretty good guitar sound going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you hear that? No, no, I didn't. It's right in the beginning there. I think right in the hear. beginning. Oh, it's Jared in the beginning. Very I did, beginning. yeah. <laughs> that was Marty singing There's No Time for Jews. You got to Christianate. Well, where do you guys want to play? Where would you play? You want to play downtown? Elbow Room, man. You want to play at the Elbow Room? Yeah. All right. Let me see what I can do. I won't even take the 10% cut. How about that? That's how we used to do it, live at least. All I'm asking is when I do show up for the gig, you guys yeah. buy me a couple of drinks. How about yeah, that? Is sure. that a good deal? No, no you know why I'm doing this, John? Because yeah, I believe in Catherine. Yeah, actually, uh, we talked about doing maybe a Night Ranger song. There you go. For the fun of it. Which one? Working for the weekend? No, no, that's not Night Ranger, you dummy. It's <laughs> Eddie that? Money. Working for the weekend? Yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> oh my that god. One? Yeah. That's Eddie Money? Eddie Money. That is not. Yes, it is. <laughs> Don't not. Come on. Look it up. Working for the weekend. The one we used to do in, in Kangaroo Court. Eddie, money, money, money. It's Loverboy, dumbass. Loverboy, sorry. Yeah, Eddie, money. 
<laughs> oh, it's not Night Ranger. Okay, well, it's it's closer to Night Ranger no, than any not. money. I tell you that. No, it ain't. It is. No, it ain't. <laughs> Lover boy, dumbass. I love that. It's nice. It's cute. It's beautiful. So, you're a beautiful man. If I can get a gig, why do you abuse me so much? If I, I can't, what do you mean? If I can <laughs> I get a gig, nothing but understanding. <laughs> if I can I get a gig, I thought it was this song. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. How soon would you guys be ready to play? I mean, Zach needs a lot of work. Is that is that three weeks' work, four weeks' work? Why are you, are you asking me, man? He doesn't know the lyrics, okay? I I know my parts. I'm ready to play today. I understand that, but I wasn't here Thursday. Uh, you talked to Zach. Yeah, but I didn't go, hey, Scott's wondering how long it'll take you to get your act together and learn the songs. Why would I have to wonder that? If I'm the drummer in this band, You're just I would ask the question. You just asked the question, you chuckle. Right. If I'm the drummer of the band, I ask the question Thursday no, night. Zach, I'm the drummer. I know right. my parts. Oh, so that's all? Yeah. I'm not the I boss of the band. I don't care when you're ready, Zach. I know my parts. Yeah. Okay, so let's say Eddie Money calls you up and he says, Hey, John, I heard you got this great band. I want you to open for me on tour. I'd say, Where did you hear that? Where did you hear that? (laughs) I heard it from my friend Scott. Oh. So, what uh, did he say? Well, everybody knows their parts except for Zach. (laughs) Apparently, the band's not that great, is it, Eddie? (laughs) Enough said. I think I made it clear. All right, so I'm not falling for your shit. Zach will be ready. Get off my case. Right? Zach will be ready. He'll be ready. Oh, yeah. Like, if I sure. book something next week. Yeah. Not the September 14th, though. You're busy September 14th. Nah, and so I guess am I, apparently John. I am only. You and I are busy. You didn't get permission yet. You were so gracious to invite me to the cheap trick there at the House of the Blues. How about that? And you're I am gonna looking go. forward to that, John. Uh... I gotta apologize <laughs> at a time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll be able to go, man. You know, I'm gonna find out that you're able to go or not go ten minutes before That's I have to not pick true. you up. That's not true. Oh, what is it again? Oh, tonight. Just curious. Oh, who's, hold who's, on a second. Who's my understudy? If hold uh, on. I can't, uh, you know, make it. I'm not telling. Okay. Why? You're already see. You're already booking that. You're no, already. I'm just, calling I'm just out curious it. who you asked. That's I'm going to be calling you up here. You ready to go? Oh, that's tonight. Hold on a second. Uh, honey. Hey, hi. Here, is let it me okay? Cover the phone. Bye. Am I going to the concert? I, fo- I folded laundry. I um. I yeah. I did the dishes and I, uh, I tailored all the clothes. Uh yeah. I I can't go, man. Uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call. No. no. Let me call. All right, go ahead. Uh, oh, well, that, that brings us to hello, the next question Mrs. I have Scott. for you. Did TTN acquire a new Skype number? No, I didn't. I forgot all about it. <laughs> God, that's something I could have done while I was laying around <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> And we could have called my wife and yeah. asked her. I would have asked her on the show. Asked her. Yeah. Asked her. Asked her. Asked her. <laughs> I would have asked her uh, right on the show. Uh, we could call her right now. How can you do that if you don't have a... Skype. Uh, so I can call out. Your account you can call out? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. 
Are you kidding me? I'm Are not you kidding. Serious? Yeah, what? let's do You're it. You're gonna get so much fucking. Trouble. Let me handle this. Let All me talk. Right. Let me do the talking here. Well, we have to do a test call first. To make oh, we got to sure, do a test. Make call. sure it works. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. I gotta let's plug do a it test in. call. Test call. I gotta plug it in, man. So uh, plug it in. But we will soon have a new number, John. We oh, yeah. will have a new number. No doubt. I'm talking like Captain no Kirk. No doubt. Oh. Yes, but you and I, we've both been very, very busy. Very busy. Very. For this uh, this week, after this week, I think I, yeah. it's going to lighten up a tremendous amount for me. Huge amount. But then I'm going to redirect my energies into another endeavor, John, which is very, very exciting. And it's with oh, what's uh, the great Stefan C that we've been working oh, on for a while. Oh, here we go. Another one of these. <laughs> oh, no, it's the same one. Oh, no. It's just a long-term That's commitment. F- yeah. Engagement. In 2047. It takes me a long time to learn the lyrics, so the lyrics. when I get that shit straightened out, <laughs> yes. Very nice. exciting, John. Very exciting. Uh-oh. What was that? Uh-oh is right. Uh-oh. That's, that's not a good sign. That is not a good sign. And then after Uh-oh. we call my wife, let's call TP, because I want to see what uh, he thinks about uh, the DNC and home Obama. Uh oh. It it doesn't look like it's gonna happen, call does it? Skype test call, no answer. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> here, let me fire up Skype here and see if I get the same maybe Skype. How down. are you gonna you get Skype from there? Why can't I Skype from here? Because who's gonna hear it? Nobody's gonna hear it, but I'm gonna see if Skype is oh, down. Oh, I see. I see. Keep up, would you? Oh, oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> well, I don't know what's gotten into you, man. What? Are you crabby or something? What the hell? No. Do I, see I don't know what's going on. I feel so abused tonight. <laughs> I am not crabby, what's John. Going I, mean, on? I apologize if you feel that way. I did not intend for you to feel abused. Oh, I see you're online, Scott. Yes, I am online. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> no yeah, I'm going to call the test service. What's going on? I'm calling the test service. Call. Oh. Here we go. Oh, I can I can call. Hello? Welcome to Skype call test service. After the beep, please We could do it this. This is like Afterwards, totally old school. Can you hear that? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yeah, but the thing about this is you wouldn't be able to participate in the call. Hello? You'd be eavesdropping. Hello. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> if you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured yes, Skype correctly. I was. If you hear this message... I am configured correctly, John. Why aren't you configured correctly? It just hangs up on you. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I, don't know. I don't know what hmm. happened. All right, so we can't call my wife. We can't call TP to find out about Home Obama and Romney. Let me put it back on. Let me see. Let me see. Maybe I just got to redo it. So, John, uh, while you were working and hanging out at home, I was in Eagle River, John. I went to the Rivers of Eagle. Nice. Yes, and I have some stories about that. Eagle River, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Aha! Oh. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. 
Oh. Do you have the newer version? Is that maybe what Let it is? Let me see. I'm going to click my help bucket, bucket button. I have version 5.10.0.116. Oh, I don't, I don't have that. I have an older version. That you could may need be. to upgrade. So while you're upgrading, I am going to speak about Eagle River, John. So my wife and my son and myself, we left on Saturday morning at 5 in the morning. We got up there around 11, and we went to see my uh, mother and her husband. Also, across uh, about a mile and a half away, my aunt and uncle have a place. Uh, so they were up there. And... What did we do? We went swimming. We went boating. I grilled steaks. We made chicken fajitas. And we just relaxed. We drank wine. We stopped over at the aunt and uncle's. Went on a boat ride. It's very nice. Oh, we took my son to a gun show, John. Have you ever been to a gun show? Yes. Is that something else? <laughs> yeah. That is. It is. What? I've been to several gun shows. When was the last time you went to a gun show? Uh, I was probably 18. Eight, that's 19, a long time maybe. ago. So I hear about a gun show, and I'm like, yeah, let me take my son, because he went, uh, when he was at camp, he did uh, riflery. And since he's been back, my father-in-law, a former Cook County Sheriff, has taken him to the uh, rifle range. So he shot seven and 21-yard targets, or something like that. And he's got this natural gift. So let's take my son to the gun show. This is going to be great. I've never been to a gun show. I was my I guess my expectations were that all the vendors come in and they set up their booths and it's all vendors but it's not. There were two vendors, Remington was one and I can't remember the other. But then the rest of the booths are like guys yeah. that selling t-shirts yeah, and anti Obama and or they go downstairs and they pull up uh you know I got four shotguns, let me see if I can put these on a table and sell them. Yeah, at right, the gun show right. at Eagle River, Wisconsin. Uh, I almost bought a t-shirt. I would have bought it, but it was a horrible color. It was like a sky blue color. And then the text was brown ink. Um, and it was just uh, the ugliest fucking shirt, but I wanted to buy it because it had a picture of an outhouse and it said, excuse me, I'm going to go take an Obama. Oh, <laughs> But you buy one T-shirt, it's like 20 bucks, and then you can get two T-shirts for 30 and three T-shirts for 40 you know. But, uh, yeah, there, it, yeah, a lot of anti-Obama stuff. Some of the interesting things, there there were a couple of guys that uh, had a, 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 one guy had a Nazi collection. Yeah. Like a bunch of Lugers. Yeah, and you could buy it, yeah. When Nazi I was, paraphernalia. That's so old. I mean, that shit is forever. Another guy had like a uh, uh, from World War II Japan stuff from a uh, Japan John like the flag and and Japanese weapons and yeah. uh, another guy had Civil War sh- shit like uh, pistols and swords. I yeah. had I had uh, the one time I went I bought a T shirt that said. Join the army so you can meet interesting people and kill them. <laughs> and it was a picture of a guy holding a head with blood coming out of the neck <laughs> and a big knife. I was like, yeah. And I would buy all kinds of knives. I, I don't know what, butterfly knives, switch blades. And uh, I remember um, 
we used to call this guy my uncle because he was my mom's best friend's brother. And he would take me and his son to this to these gun shows. I don't know how many guns he had. He had, you know, like Dirty Harry model, 44 Magnums. He'd take me to Ottawa, Illinois, and we'd shoot at this plinking range. And so I shot a bunch of handguns. I, don't, I think I've shot maybe one rifle, like a twenty two or something. I never sh- shot a shotgun or 30-odd six. Although when we got there, there was a guy dressed in a suit, looked like FBI, and he had a long-range rifle with a scope, and he had a silhouette like two football fields away. And, you know, this is like, I don't know, it's early uh, early 80s or something. And uh, so he's still kind of dressed like Dirty Harry. He's got the longer hair, slick back, and uh, the Ray-Ban sunglasses, the aviator sunglasses, and he's firing away at this thing. And every time he cocks the bolt the action, the casings go flying out. And there's like a 100 of them laying there. And he picks up his shit, puts it in the case, and leaves. He leaves all his casings behind, and uh, yeah, he was uh, something else, this guy. He was nailing that that silhouette like it was going out of style. Wow. And then you could rent Uzis and all kinds of automatic, well, you couldn't shoot, they're illegal, fully automatic weapons, but uh, you could shoot semi. All you had to do was buy the ammo and, and give them your license, and you could go out there and just and shoot like maniacs. And they were shooting these big five-gallon buckets, and as they were rolling down the hill, we'd be trying to pick them off with either a, a thirty-eight Special or a Colt twenty-two or a Ruger twenty-two or something, and then we got yelled at because we were shooting over the hill instead of into the hillside. <laughs> and the Illinois River is on the other side. So if somebody's so you're fishing taking out kayakers and killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Good times, man. Well, my father-in-law knows all about this stuff, and I wish that he was there with me because I had a bunch of questions, but I, there's no way I was going to ask the guy behind the counter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, even the guy that was, uh, you had to pay five bucks to get in. That, that guy was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um. You've been to Walmart, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People, uh, uh, like, times that times 10. And that's, like, the worst of Walmart times 10. That's what you get at a gun show. And here I am walking around in my sandals, my flip-flops with my (laughs) shorts, and my, uh, you know, like a Green Bay Packer t-shirt. Yeah. And, uh... At least you had that on. Right. At least I had that on. If I didn't have that on, they would have probably beat the shit out of me right there. Um, so I don't think I'll be going back to a gun show. You're not from these parts, are you, partner? <laughs> You're not from around here. But, uh, even my son got bored with it. He's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. I've seen enough knives and guns. Let's yeah. go. So, uh, what else happened? Oh, so then, um, a couple of conversations about politics, you know, because the, the RNC was wrapping up at the yeah. time. And so I, I don't want to name names in my family. All right. Uh, to protect the innocent. Um, <laughs> but I'm having a conversation with somebody in my family, and they're very pro-Romney. Very pro-Romney. Yeah. And anti-Obama. 
So I asked, well, you know, Obama's been in office almost for four years now. What is it? Oh, it just doesn't <laughs> I don't work. Know. I'd have to restart my laptop. I think that's what the problem it is. Just, it just, the four years he's been in office, almost, what is the number one thing that you are upset by? What real, what policy of his what uh that is something he's trying to accomplish what is it that really upsets you about obama and is making you consider a vote for romney and here was the reply john um obama i don't like the way he goes on letterman and leno <laughs> that's not that's not very presidential <laughs> and then i was done with the conversation i'm like i uh, okay. why even continue I'm not going to, I'm not even going to, what's the point of continuing when that is the response? So then, uh, another member of the family, uh, was very pro Romney and pro Ryan. And boy, I really like that Ryan. Are you going to vote for Ryan? Well, no, I, even if I wanted to, I couldn't vote for Ryan. I vote for Romney. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like you could go, well... Yeah, I don't I'm like just, Romney. Let me. Just I'm going to write Ryan in because I like him. Here's what kind of bugged me. You know that Ryan? He is such a great. He was great. His speech was great. And I'm thinking to myself, half of it was lies. Yeah. Uh, and you know what else? He reminds me of you, Scott. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yes, he's he's he runs, he's athletic, he's got these broad shoulders, he's got a chin like your chin. I think his eyes are just like yours too. Okay, wow. so let me get this straight. You're going to vote for them because Ryan reminds me of reminds you, you of, of me. Him, you're you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he's well, not entirely, but he, they really know what they're doing. Okay. I couldn't even continue that conversation. <laughs> How do you continue a conversation with they really know what they're doing? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I It's like the guy that I was talking to who said well, yeah, he's, he's a union member. Uh, he, he has all these, he's talking to me in like this whole liberal kind of mentality of you know we're losing all these jobs overseas and uh, because of obama uh thanks to him uh he didn't put anybody to work he gave the banks all the money you know i'm thinking about i'm gonna vote for romney because this guy he he's successful he's a businessman He, he made money you need a businessman in office and I said, do you realize that the company that he worked for, their whole idea was eventually Bain started out as management consulting and they charged fees. And then they came up with this idea to just buy troubled companies and, you know, possibly bring them up. But John, let me stop you there. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you listen to the show at all? Yeah, I do. You listen to yeah. 250. I know, I told you the story already. Okay, so you're going to yeah. you're going to tell it again. Cuz somebody might not have heard that oh, show. Okay. They're listening to this I one. I see. They may not. Okay. Do you remember what show it was? Yeah, it was the last show, no, 259. It, wasn't. it was a show before. I'll pull out clips from 259 yeah. <laughs> when you educated the word whore. Whatever. 
leverage buyouts. So the bottom line is he doesn't understand what the business is that Romney was into. None of them read. Actually, Marty posted something uh, pretty clever on his own site where he said, look, I'm not going to listen to CNN or or, uh, Fox News or CNBC or MSNBC or whatever it is. Here's what I say. If you want to debate politics, read these first. So he posted the links to both the uh, GOP's platform and the Democratic platform. So you can go and read them. Uh, Marty's an enigma to me. He has, like, flashes of brilliance. Yeah. And then... Duh! (laughs) So... Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's impossible to talk to these people. It is. Impossible, John. Impossible. You know, and they, they love to quote the Founding Fathers, you know? That, that you mean me. misquote. Misquote, I'm sorry. Misquote. Like, they love to talk about the whole Benjamin Franklin and his deathbed is the only thing that you that's for certain are death and taxes, and he was being cheeky about it. But the fact of the matter, somebody like a Benjamin Franklin, he wrote to Robert Morris back in 1783. You know what he said, Scott? No, what did he say? A little excerpt here. He said, All property indeed, except the savage's temporary cabin, his bow, his match coat, and other little acquisitions absolutely necessary for his subsistence, seems to me to be the creature of public convention. Hence, the public has the right of regulating sense and all other conveyances of property and even of limiting the quantity and uses of it all the property that is necessary to a man for the conservation of the individual and the propagation of the species is his natural right which none can justly deprive him of but all property superfluous to such purposes is the property of the public who by their laws have created it and who may therefore by other laws dispose of it whenever the welfare of the public shall demand such disposition. He that does not like civil society on these terms, let him retire and live among the savages. He can have no right to the benefits of society who will not pay his club towards the support of it. So basically... In a nutshell... I was going to ask for the translation. Yeah. In a nutshell... uh, Well, somebody somebody does it for me, so I'll just... I'll read that. (laughs) Basic property necessary for man to live should be left alone, Franklin wrote. But he continued that all property superfluous to such purposes is the property of the public who, by their laws, have created blah, 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 blah. One sentence is particular relevance here. Hence, the public has the right of regulating dissents and all the other conveyances of property and even the limiting the quantity and the uses of it. In the book Wealth of Our Commonwealth, uh, William H. Gates Sr. and Chuck Collins write, The nation's founders and populace viewed excessive concentrations of wealth, wealth as incompatible with the ideals of the new nation. Revolutionary era visitors to Europe, including Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, John Adams, and Ben Franklin, were aghast at the wide disparities of wealth and poverty they observed. 
They surmise that these great European inequalities were the result of an uh, aristocratic system of land transfers, hereditary political power, and monopoly. Exactly what Ryan and Mitt Romney are all about. Now, I'm not saying that, yeah, okay, according to this little excerpt, it's to say, basically, man needs only what he needs to survive. To, you know, have a car, a house, a place to live, food to eat. But anything in excess of that, just going crazy, they were worried about corruption from corporate power. Corrupting with tons of money. And to me, we get into the cult of bigness again. And who knows more about the cult of bigness than Marty? You can't keep making shit and buying shit until indefinitely, right? That's right. Well, Leopold Kor, he knew that better than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of uh, this, the guy you turned me on to, John. Schmedley Butler. Yeah, Schmedley right? Butler. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this on the show. The, the health care uh, Supreme Court ruling was like a week after the rulings the Supreme Court made about corporations being people. And they have the right to free speech. And that means that they can give any amount of money they right. want to any political campaign anonymously. And that is the law that is going to totally fuck uh, totally. this country And, and that's what our, our founding fathers were totally against. They were totally against that kind of thinking. They were against that, and they were against the cult of bigness. They were, and they were for progressive tax. They believed if you had so much goddamn money, 10, 20, 30 times, especially with inheritance. Our founding fathers started inheritance taxes. I mean, George Washington talked about, hey, we need a 10% inheritance tax. This is ridiculous that we leave... That People bequeath so much money to people that don't do anything. Just give them a boatload of money, and they cry that they got to pay taxes on it, but they don't do anything. They don't do any work. They don't contribute. And I think uh, when you when you read uh, Tom, uh, what's his name uh, uh, Benjamin Fl- Franklin here, Franklin. Franklin. Uh, well, look at this. Skype is just going mental. I think uh, Skype just Shut gave it down, me a- man. I Shut did. Skype down. I did. It keeps popping up. <laughs> it keeps popping up. There's something wrong with it. You're not recording the show on that laptop. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is what's going on here. It just keeps popping up now. Well, you know, John, I, I looked into that Dinesh D'Souza movie. Yeah. Obama 2016. Um... And his whole basic premise is he tries to psychoanalyze Obama to figure out, you know, what the country's going to be like in 2016 based on Obama's beliefs. And the conclusion he comes to is Obama is an anti-colonialist. Colonialist. Colonialist. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's what the fucking founding fathers were. That's why America was created. Yeah. So it was good for the founding fathers, but it wasn't good. F- it's not good for Obama. I don't know. I guess I got to see the dumbass movie to be able to make a uh, uh, real critique about that. But that just doesn't seem right. That's his big revelation that ant- that Obama is anti-colonialist. Yeah. 
What a snooze fest that's and to be. Uh, did you see Bill Maher just like rip into his ass about it? No, into uh, Dinesh oh, D'Souza. Yeah, he he totally ripped into him. What's his name? Dinesh D- Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, yeah, Bill Maher on uh, uh, what's his name of his show? Well, I'm looking at a couple of reviews right now, and they say it's just a big infomercial. Yeah. But the guy made millions off this thing. Millions. Millions. A millions. Let's see. Let's see. Here it is. I think we got it here. This might be an old one, though. Oh. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. What's interesting about this movie is a lot of it is following Obama's life. Okay, and- this is Bill... Uh, this is Dinesh D'Souza talking to Bill Maher uh, about his new movie, and uh, Bill Maher has a few things to say to Dinesh about it. We use Obama's own voice, so we actually let Obama tell his story. But you say he's filled with rage, and I noticed that was a theme of Clint Eastwood's performance Can you pause? last night, Can you too, pause? that yeah. he kept you know, talking. Yeah. Filled with rage. When you think about Obama, do you think that Obama's filled with rage? No, he's totally putting words into his mouth, just like, um, you know, kind of like a Michael Moore. <laughs> not not quite as bad, or not not quite as uh, Michael Moore wasn't quite as bad. But this this guy is delusional. I mean, uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, yeah, he was on uh, uh, Pierce Morgan with uh, with Pendulette, and Pendulette just crumbled underneath this guy. Penn was like, yeah, this guy's just loony. And then Dinesh just starts ripping into Penn, and Penn's like, well, yeah, I guess I could agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, oh Pendulette's a big fucking pussy. I got some stuff to read about that stroke. All right, so getting back to uh, uh, Dinesh, let's. I want to hear some more of this right. audio, but before we do, when I think of Obama, <laughs> I do not think about a guy filled with rage. No. Uh, Clint Eastwood, uh he did his little skit uh, about Obama, and they ask Obama about it. He's like, "Hey, Clint Eastwood, I I really like his acting career. He's a he's an even better director. I really like Clint Eastwood, and that's not going to change." He said, "I'm paraphrasing. That is not a guy filled with rage. No, that that comes back with that response." As a matter of fact, they asked Joe Biden about the uh, racist undertones, underpinnings of this of this uh, campaign. And uh, he said, look, you know, I point stuff out to Obama. And Obama says, hey, lighten up, man. And he's like, I, I want to punch a guy in the face sometimes. <laughs> and he's like, relax. You know, it's we're beyond that. You know, I don't want to I don't want to go into this because it's such a small group. It's not everybody that's like that. It's a small group. And if you give attention to that small group. You give them, you know, you're basically giving them uh, what they want. It's like the bully that picks on the kid. Uh, don't give him what he wants. I mean, eventually punch him in the fucking face. But, uh, you know, if you got to protect yourself. But You know how to it, do that, John? Victory for Obama in 2012. Yeah. That's a big punch in the face. Yeah, to exactly. Guys. That's the way he's looking at it. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of think about it. Here's This guy's the first... African American uh well he's not African is he? He's 
Indonesian or something, isn't he? Black. <laughs> he's the, black. He's the, the first, first black. Black president. That's something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big thing. I would have thought a, a white woman before a black man would have been president. Well, what does that tell you about this country's view of women? Especially yeah. when 80% are Christian. Yeah. And they buy into that whole bullshit fairy tale that uh, she should be barefoot and pregnant and at home and not be able to talk or anything. Right. I don't know, man. Well, you want me to play this or what? Yes, continue, please. Right. The Bill Maher. guy who said things like, go fuck yourself. Oh, here we go. Let's back this with up. With rage. And I noticed that was a theme of Clint Eastwood's performance last night, too, that he kept, you know, talking to the invisible guy who said things like, go fuck yourself. But the real Obama, I, I've never seen do anything like that. Well, there's, there's Clint Eastwood where, where rage, the rage, Dirty Harry, the rage? but there's, uh, there's Charles Bronson rage, vigilante rage. It's a different kind of rage, sublimated. And well, you do sublimated. S- you see it in actions, though. See, but where the, do you get Obama's well, rage? Well, let's look at an example. Uh, Health care. Obama had a plan, uh, and uh, the Republicans <laughs> Some had a summit with Obama, in the audience. and they offered a lot of ideas. Obama could have taken Obama could have taken one or two Republican ideas, and he would have had a bipartisan plan. Actually, he did. The no, whole he didn't. thing is a Republican no, idea. No, no, no. Are you kidding? The whole, you know what? Who, who the fuck is this Dinesh D'Souza? The whole thing is a Republican right. idea. It's the old Bob Dole plan from the 90s. A Democrat idea would be at least a public option. But really, a liberal idea would be a single-payer plan. This is, yeah. this is a uh, business-friendly extension of Medicare that does not take over the health care system that uses business and still it's Bill, a big blowjob to the insurance company right. what it is Bill. Bill. so how Bill. can you say it has no Republican idea Bill. Bill. going back to the 1950s we have not had so basically this guy reminds me of some kid that was picked on all the time and he found out hey if I could decide with the Republicans on this shit uh, you know, side with the guys that are picking on me. Uh, they'll pat my back. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, dude, you came up with the, you know, that's brilliant." He's Your the guy that ideas. Romney held on the ground and cut his hair. He's right. that guy, and he he figured out a way to get attention and get what he wants and become rich from it. And now he's coming up, and he's pretty well spoken. Um, but. He's delusional. He's completely delusional. He takes truths that Obama has done, and he twists them. Uh, There was a great bit on uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart with one of his his writers, you know, that comes on and pretends to be a panelist or whatever, who was talking about, we, uh, they're, they're doing that, we built that, we built this. And then they're, they also have another uh, mantra, we can change that. And what he was doing was saying uh, that he could say, yeah, there, there's no global warming. The, 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 uh, the seas aren't rising. There's no melting of the glaciers. And John Stewart's like, well, wait a minute. Yes, there is. I mean, there's evidence of it. He goes, no, because we change that. That's all we got to do. We just say we change it. And it was it's pretty good, actually. And it kind of boils back down to the big lie. If you just keep saying it over and over, and that's what this guy's doing, over and over and over again. What's the motivation? Is it is so that if I say it over and over again, 
I get other people to believe what I believe? Yeah. Because or do I? Is it a win at all costs motivation? What well, is well, the driving is. You, you force? S- you see, like Haggis, every once in a while, she posts something from uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Science is fucking kick ass or something. And uh, the one thing she posted today on Facebook, it was um, uh, don't teach kids what to think, teach them to think, and that's what it is. The, teach people what to think. So if you just keep beating it into them, it's like my grandmother reading the goddamn National Enquirer. Hey, you know, aliens are living among us. They are? How do you know that? It says it here. They can't print that if it's not true. Yeah. It says here Bill Clinton is an alien. (laughs) Exactly. That's Um, what it is. Yeah. Well, and you know, getting back to Dinesh. Here's a guy who supposedly, he's an author, right? So he he writes books about Obama. He makes a movie about Obama. And then he comes on Bill Maher's show. Bill Maher's a fucking comedian who has a talk show on HBO. And Bill Maher is more well-informed than Dinesh D'Souza. What does yeah. that tell you? And, and the thing is, is he's going to... Um, one of the uh, things that he goes on about here is when... He got crucified for saying that the terrorists, uh, you know, were, weren't cowards. We're the cowards because we lob uh, scuds at them. And he said, listen, I wasn't saying that the military are cowards because they do that. I've never been in the military. I don't know what it's like to be in the military. I was talking about us as Americans, the, uh, the uh, civilian commander-in-chief who was doing it, not uh, the actual military. They're just following orders. And he goes on about how he, he said Maher. that. Yeah and, yeah, and Dinesh DeSouza agreed with him. And now once did Dinesh come up and say, yeah, when he was getting his ass chewed out and lost his show, Dinesh just kind of disappeared, you know. So Bill Maher brings it up in this little meeting. Are we going to hear that? Yeah. A major social program that did not get a single vote from the other party. Now, you can just say it's the bad Republicans, but Clinton's tax uh, hike. Clinton's tax hike got some Republican votes. No. Uh, Obama's plan got not a single single Republican vote. So I'm saying Obama could have gotten some votes, but he didn't care because to him the Republicans are the bad guys. Yeah, because they're fucking loony. The Republicans came out and, and, uh, I don't know, was it Orrin Hatch or whatever, came out and said, look... We're not. Our our uh, main goal is to make sure Obama does not get reelected. So they wanted to make sure that no matter what, they Mitch would McConnell go. Com- said that Mitch too. McConnell, yeah, that's who it was. He, they said, that's it. Whatever we do, we're going to make sure that he doesn't get reelected. Everything, every legislation, whatever he wants passed, no way. They had no intention to work with them whatsoever. Well, and and the other and the flip side of that, how are they serving us by doing that? Exactly, they're not. Exactly. What a bunch of fucking dicks! What ha- you know? Every time I hear somebody say, "Yeah, the government, this, the government, that," we're the government. United States citizen is the highest level of office. Higher than the goddamn president. It's I time give, to take that. John, we'll give kudos to the Romney uh, RNC because they made that statement in some, 
maybe it was Romney. Somebody made that statement that you are the yeah. uh, exactly what you've been saying uh, since episode one hundred, John. Yeah, we are the highest uh, representatives in the government. We can vote people on, in and out. We have that power. Um, and they said that somebody said that at the RNC, and I was like, right on. Somebody. Finally, something I can agree with. Somebody. I, Somebody. I think this is where he says... You have to look at proportion. Uh, Bush's highest deficit was $500 billion. Obama's lowest deficit is $1 trillion. Hold on. Paying for Bush's fuck-ups. No, no, no. no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, who doesn't know that? No. Eight yes. years of the W. Yes. Two wars. Four years later, you're still blaming Bush. Can't? If Bush takes responsibility for his eight years, can't okay. this guy take responsibility for his own four? When did Bush take responsibility? I want to get to debt? one more thing before we have to say goodnight, which is the last time I saw you was September 17th, 2001. Yes. That was the day we came back after 9-11 on the air. And I got into a lot of trouble because here's what I said. I said, we have been the cowards lobbing cruise missiles from 2,000 miles away. Uh, my enemy said that I was talking about the military. I wasn't because I said we and I've never been in the military. Okay. That's cowardly is what I said. Stay in the airplane when it hits the building. Say what you want about it. It's not cowardly. What the fuck's going on? I don't now, know. Now, the Variety headline. This Hold is the on. shit I got into. Look at this. Mar... White House keeps heat on ABC's Mar. Wow, White House was up my ass. But at the end of this quote, I looked at the transcript. After I said it's not cowardly, there's two words. You're right. Why would I say you're right? It must have been because I was agreeing with another panelist. Do you remember who that panelist was? Oh, well, I remember who it was, but the panelist... It was you. It was me. May I read your quote? Of course. Your quote is, one of the themes we hear constantly is that the people who did this are cowards. Talking about the terrorists. Right. Not true. Look at what they did. You have a whole bunch of guys who are willing to give their life. None of them backed out. All of them slammed themselves into pieces of concrete. These are warriors. Now, when I got into all my trouble... Could have been helpful if the guy who had said the thing <laughs> that I was just agreeing oh, with. Bill. No, no, no. Uh -huh. Not really. Right. It could have been helpful if you stood up and said, "I, the conservative, actually made the original point, Bill. but you slipped no, away." No, 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 like no, no. I think. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. You slipped away like a rat. Does he have an explanation? Hold on. Hold. On. Yeah. Be fair. I think I saw you on The View trying to blame me for this, but let's look at the difference. I said he correctly said that these guys are not cowards. You took that one step further and said, our guys are the real cowards, and that's what got the veterans upset, and that's what got, got the Disney people upset, and that's how you got booted off the air, not because of me, because of you. So take responsibility for what you said. I got booted off the air because I was famous and you weren't, so they went after me. Uh, they didn't care about you. Uh, Bill. But we basically uh, said the exact no, we didn't. same no, thing. No, we didn't. I talked about, I we think both Dinesh has a that, point here. It takes, it, it's not an act of cowardice. It takes a, a lot of guts. Uh, whatever you think about the really? next world, to, do, to drive a car into a building knowing you're going to die. We agree on that. You turned it around and tried to put the blame on our military as if those I never, guys lack courage. No, I never said well, it Well, now you're the parsing military. the we, the, I didn't mean we. That's how most people took it. Remember the, that... That's how people mistook it. Well, but there was a there was a lot of frayed nerves after 9-11 and you're, you, think you, know you're being, you think you're being very politically incorrect by throwing some pepper into those frayed nerves and you paid the price for it. Okay, Mr. Pepper. And I defended you on free speech grounds, by the way. 
I defended I, you on free speech grounds. Where was that? At that on, time. On oh, I was, in, no, I, was interviewed, I was interviewed in the aftermath of, of that show, and I said, I don't think Bill Maher should be fired. I defend his right really? to say what he did. I did. This must have went into the ether, because I was looking for that defense. Oh, you were. And it just never no, it got on anybody's radar. It did come. Well, Would you send me that transcript? I'll, I'll try to find it, but... Try to find but, it. Well, it was ten years ago, Bill. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck with your movie. Thank well, yeah, whether you uh, you could, whether you agree with it or not, if Bill Maher went one step further, Dinesh goes in there and says, "Well, you can't you can't parse words like that. I can in my movie, but you can't as a talk show host." Well, I guess my interpretation is a little bit different. Uh, you say stuff, and and you there's a certain meaning that you have when you say it. But that's not always what people perceive. And that's what's the important part, is how people interpret what you're saying. And if the majority of people interpreted Bill Maher saying, when he said we, being the military, um, that's on Bill Maher. He wasn't yeah, clear but when enough. when you say we about war, are we referring to the military? I don't think so. I never am. Never. I guess so, but it's 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 really that's why being a public speaker is one of the hardest things to do is because you have to be very specific and know not only what you're saying and what the meaning is, but how people are going to perceive. Well, yeah, that. look how they ripped apart Obama and saying we, we built that. We you didn't build that. We built that. Yeah, yeah, you didn't build that. We built that. Well, you didn't say we built that. He yeah, said you didn't, you didn't build, build that. that. That's all he said. See, right. now you ruined. Look at the, the Republican on, on our own show. Uh, the Republicans, we did build that. Yeah. that's their that's their whole campaign. That's their mantra. Yeah, their whole mantra. So it, it's about how people interpret it. So uh, the word whore last week said people with half a brain know that he was talking about the roads and the bridges. Yeah. Um, which an argument can be made that we paid the taxes for that. So yes, we did build that. Not as a business, but as a taxpayer. Um, so yeah, I, th- that's the, that's the other thing is is what I found. Democrats or liberals tend to get into the details. Yeah. They want to know the details. They're critical thinkers. Where Republicans hear something and they, oh yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Hey, you know he's a really uh, athletic looking guy and he speaks well. I'm going to vote for him. Speaking of taxes. Um I saw somebody posted a quote from Penn Jillette from a story he did last year called, I don't know, so I'm an atheist libertarian. And the one little excerpt that they posted was, um, uh, when he was on Pierce Morgan's show and, uh, he was asking, Pierce was asking, how did, how did, how did you get here? And, uh, he said, basically, I don't know about how did you get here in the universe and Pierce said God <laughs> uh, then uh, Pierce asked him what uh, we could do to help the poor people uh, I said I oh okay so Penn said I said I donated money food medical care and services and he said no he meant what could society do to solve the problem of poor people Again, I was stumped. So this is the part that uh, somebody posted. What makes me a libertarian is that 
is what makes me an atheist. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe. I don't know exactly how we got here, and I don't uh, think anyone else does either. And he goes on to say, and I don't think anyone really knows how to help everyone. I don't even know what's best for me. Take my uncertainty about what's best for me and multiply that by every combination of over 300 million people in the United States, and I have no idea what the government should do. He goes on to say, It's amazing to me how many people think that voting to have the government give poor people money is compassion. Helping poor and suffering people is compassion. Voting for our government to use guns to give money to help poor and suffering people is a moral, self-righteous, bullying laziness. People need to be fed, medicated, educated, clothed, and sheltered. And if we're compassionate, we'll help them. But you get no moral credit for forcing other people to do what you think is right. There is great joy in helping people, but no joy in doing it at gunpoint. Basically, he's saying... That the taxes that we pay to help the poor and educate people are done at gunpoint. It's against our free will. What do you What do you think of that, Scott? Well, I, I think that's that's fucking lame. Because who the fuck has time to help poor people? Yeah, take it out of my goddamn taxes. Give somebody a job to help poor people. I don't have fucking time. I barely have time to do this goddamn show. I don't have time. To go around, first of all, find poor people, and then second of all, figure out how to help them. Yeah. That takes thought. That takes uh, time. It takes commitment. I don't have that. Take my tax dollars. Give a job to somebody. Have their job be to figure out how to help poor people. I'm all for that. Right. I think he's right when he says uh, people need to be fed, educated, um, you know, clothed and sheltered. And I think the debate, I think part of this discussion we're having with about uh, Benjamin Franklin is that in order to be part of this club, which we call society, the only way to necessitate that, to actually facilitate that, is through taxes. We can argue like we should and debate about how those taxes are applied. Uh, I'm not necessarily agreeing that we should just continue to... Do it in the form of money, checks, welfare. I think take the risk. Build a train that goes from uh, Los Angeles to New York and put a bunch of people to work because there will be jobs for everybody, not just the laborer or the or the engineer or anything like that, but there will be administrative jobs. There will be day labor jobs. There will be all kinds of jobs, and those jobs will create uh, confidence and demand and people have money and demand will create an economy and there will be growth. A food truck, John, will have to be drive up to give the laborers uh, lunch. But to say that you know, he does this thought experiment about don't pay your taxes and see what ha- sees what happens. Uh, the government is forced literally, but uh, not figuratively. I don't believe the majority always knows what's best for everyone. The fact that the majority thinks that they have a way to get something good does not give them the right to use force on the minority that don't want to pay for it. If you have to use a gun, I don't believe you really know jack. Democracy without respect for individual rights sucks. It's just ganging up against the weird kid, and I'm always the weird kid. Well, here's here's the question for I Penn think that's Gillette. intellectually fucking lazy. 
It is. And here's the question uh, for Pendulette. And, and the answer is going to be different. I know it's going to be different. When he's single and you ask him this question, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll take the poor person in. The poor person knocks on his door. Hey, I need somewhere to stay just for tonight. I'm poor. Uh, help me. Yeah, stay at my place. Uh, now he's he's married. He's got kids. By the way, we're under a major thunderstorm warning. Oh, right now? Just so you know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the same poor person comes to his door, uh, and you got kids in the house, you're going to be uh, a little bit more... Sorry, watch, not a warning. You're going to be a little bit more... I can't think of the word. Um, compassionate or, no, or re- not uh, compassionate. conservative. You're going to be a lot more conservative Reserved, because your own kids are in the alerted, house. Alerted, alarmed. Like, who the fuck is this guy knocking at my door? Yeah. Okay, so explain to me he's poor. Uh, why is he poor? You know, I'm going to be asking a ton more questions, and that's the real question for Pendulette. Is he the kind of guy who's going to, if somebody, 10 people knock on his door and say, hey, we're poor, we need a place to sleep tonight, is he going to allow them in his home with his kids? That's the question. And if he does, wow, I've never seen compassion like that, and we should go pretend we're poor and knock on his door when we're in Vegas next time. Yeah. And then Pendulette defends Clint. Clint's uh, weird, goofy rant. Well, why not? Why wouldn't you defend? Uh, he do whatever he wants. Here's here's the who's the person who's in charge is Romney is in charge of that can, that uh, convention, and for him to let Clint go on and do whatever the fuck he wanted uh, to do, I guess uh, is Pierce, on Romney. He, he was on Pierce again, and he asked uh, Pendulette about. Uh, did you feel horror at an, at an animated Gillette respond? No, no, no. There's a certain point where you've got to say, it's Clint Eastwood. Let him do whatever he wants. How much does someone have to do, Pierce, before you just give them a pass? Who the hell are you to badmouth Clint Eastwood? I think the smartest thing, maybe the only good thing the Republicans did was let him loose. If you said to me Clint Eastwood wants to come and be on stage, I would say, let him do whatever he wants. It doesn't reflect on Romney. It's just goofy, wild, beautiful, crazy. It's what the United States should be. Yeah, I guess so. It It does reflect on Romney, though. But Joel Stein, a columnist for Time Magazine, said, Romney is a nominee, could be president. You don't then say, oh, you're a famous movie actor, do whatever you want. I don't trust this guy. And then he goes crazy. It makes Mitt look even more boring than he is. There was no positive to to all of that. And, you know, I read the transcript. I watched it. I just thought that, yeah, Eastwood was doing like kind of a role-playing thing. It was kind of funny. But the problem was that he was. it was full of inaccuracies. Right. It, it was performance art. It was like... Uh uh, Andy Kaufman going up there and doing uh, Lodka Gravis or whatever that character yeah. is. I mean, it was it was uh, surreal, John. It's not something you would have at a Republican National Convention. And the other thing about Romney is uh, he threw Clint under the bus and he blamed it on somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to uh, yeah be a leader. Is throw I, I Clint mean, under the he, bus? He said, "I've got to hand it to you." As he's talking to the. Invisible chair or invisible uh, Obama. I have to give credit where credit is due. You finally did overrule that filing, which was the closing or the uh, uh, trying terrorists in downtown New York City, supposed terrorists. Um, I know you were against the war in Iraq, and that's okay. 
but you thought the war in Afghanistan was okay. You know, I mean, you thought that was something worth doing. We didn't check with the Russians to see how how they did it. They they did there for 10 years, which I don't understand. I mean, wasn't it the uh, the Republicans that wanted this? Everybody right. was, Obama's uh, trying to get them out of Afghanistan. Yeah. If Romney and Ryan get in, they're going to get us back into Afghanistan. Yeah. So, uh, again, and I talked about this a little bit last time, last podcast. The Republicans, they, they don't have a fucking solid message. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck is going on. And then uh, Clint says, uh, but uh, he said, Mr. Romney asked the, asked the only sensible question, you know. He says, why are you giving the date out now, referencing the date to bring the troops home? Why Why don't you just bring them home tomorrow morning? And I'm thinking, and there's applause. The, the, the crowd goes crazy at that. The crowd that, as soon as somebody says, you can't embolden the terrorists by bringing them home, then we lose the war on terror. Now he's confusing them, and they're clapping anyway. Yeah! Maybe it was the maybe it was the Ron Paul people that were clapping. They're not well thought out, John. <laughs> Do we need more evidence of that? That they're not well thought out? Yeah. Uh, well, the the interesting thing to me with this election will be to to see if if an election can be bought, and if um, earlier we we said that uh, who's the guy Murdoch from Fox News? He doesn't like Romney. No. And I st- I'm starting to see some negative Romney stories come out of Fox News. That's fucking unheard of. So, I don't know. There's a lot of money back in this guy. There's uh, robocalls. Oh, my God. Uh, my fucking house. Bunch of BS going on. So, it'll be... I think this is the real test. Will the people come out and vote... Um, uh, or will their their vote be swayed by a uh, uh, corporate message, corporate money? Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get on to uh, movies. And you were going to ask me something. Hold on, John. One last story <laughs> about Eagle River. Come on. <laughs> Eagle River was still on Eagle River. Uh. I guess I can skip that. Go ahead. No, let's hear it. I can skip that story. What what do you got? What do you Um, got? What do you got? So uh, I I let everybody know that we're leaving. I'm going to get up at 4.30 on a Monday. We're leaving by 5 on Monday. 5 o'clock in the morning. So we we make this great dinner. We're having drinks. We're out on the deck. It's a nice night. We're chit-chatting. I finish my last glass of wine. It's like 9.15. All right. I'm going to hit the sack. Getting up at 4.30. If we don't see you guys, thanks for having us. Oh, uh, hey, guy. Um, can you... I wanted you to look at my PC. Can you... Do you have time to look <laughs> at my PC? What, <laughs> what's the problem? Well, guy, um... Guy? I'm trying to get uh, Quicken 2003 <laughs> Who, to run guy? on XP. <laughs> this would be my... My mother's husband. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> so what's the problem? Well, it, it, I installed Your dad? it. I, Your dad? stepdad? No, my mother's husband. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. 
I, I installed it, but it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work. Uh, all right, let's take a look. How old is this PC? Oh, it's it's five years old. It's about five years old. <laughs> Did you roll your eyes and all that shit? All right, so let's okay. come on. Let's take a look. So we he he fires this thing up. Um, fortunately, I had my little smartphone, so I can Google shit because. We brought his PC up. We go to the browser, Firefox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, guy, I forgot to mention. Um, yeah, this message keeps coming <laughs> <Guy>. up. <laughs> the message is, hey, this browser's out of date. You need to upgrade the browser. Click yeah. here. Yeah, they, they just want you to upgrade the browser. Oh, oh, okay. Can How you, old is this guy? Can you do that? 87? Yeah, I can do that. So I'm updating the browser, but it has to download, right? And it's over DSL, so it takes fucking oh, forever. Oh, my God. So, but I got my smartphone, right? So yeah. I can look shit up on my Smart. uh, smartphone. Your smartphone. Waiting for this browser. So I put in Quick in 2003, and I put in XP uh, and to see what versions it runs on. And I find out that it runs on XP version 2003 Service Pack 3. At a minimum, you have to have that to run Quicken 2003. So I, while the thing is downloading, I go to the computer properties and I pull that up. And <laughs> yeah, he's got Windows 98. He's got XP 2002 Service Pack 1. Oh, no. I said, hey, how old is this PC? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's like five. five it's five years old, right? Uh, no, it's 10 years it's old. at least 10. <laughs> So I get Firefox upgraded. Oh I click God. on Firefox. It doesn't work. So I'm like, okay, fuck this. I dig out an old Internet Explorer browser, and I download Google Chrome for them. I said, look, Firefox isn't going to work. 2003 Quicken is not going to work. Uh, well, is there something you can do to make that work? Uh, yeah, let me call Bill Gates. Yeah. Here's, All right? what, here's what you do. You buy the yeah. latest fucking version, yeah. and you put it on your Windows 7 machine. Uh, so then, I download Google. I get that going for him. I get rid of Firefox, because that doesn't work anymore. I show him Google. I say, you click here, you get your browser. Um, hey, guy. <laughs> hey, does it have a homepage? <laughs> yeah, it could be whatever you want. Well, can you set that up for me? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. What do you want it to be? Uh, oh, I, news? Finance? Okay. Do you want Google News? You want MSNBC? You want uh, uh, CNN? You want Fox News? What do you want? Oh, I don't know, guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Google News, I guess? Okay. Let me set up Google News. as guy all the time. So I set it up. I close the browser, and I say, okay, look. I click on here. I click this icon. There's my homepage, Google News. How about that? You know what, guy? Can, <laughs> can I get Netflix? Can you make that the homepage? <laughs> all right. Netflix. I love that idea. Give me your account information. Uh, what's that? Okay. So, <laughs> so we he finally figured out that I said, okay, your your user I, user name is your email, right? I just need the password. Just give me the password. Oh boy, guy, I I I don't know what that is. Your mother's already sleeping. Yeah, that's where I should be. Already fucking sleeping. So he couldn't figure that out, so I left him with Google News as his homepage. 
And I could tell he was disappointed. He was disappointed in me because I wasn't able to fucking decipher his Netflix password. <laughs> so, I got to bed at 10 o'clock. And I have to get up at 4.30 to drive six hours to come home. Oh. Actually, five hours. So I get downstairs and my wife is still up. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? What is going on? You don't even want to know about it. Just turn the light off. Let's get some goddamn sleep here. And get the hell out of here. <laughs> It's the same every time. You know, I was there all weekend. Any time of that weekend, he could have said, hey, guy. Yeah. But he waits until 930 yeah. when I said, I'm calling it a night because I'm getting up at fucking 430. Oh, I don't want to go back. Hey, dude, I think we're going to get pounded. Why? Oh, by the storm? Did, 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 Let me check out the radar. <laughs> it's looking there. It's a bow line. Bow lines are not good. A bow line. It's a bow. I'm looking at the yeah. national. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. You see that? I see that. Maybe I should get home a little bit earlier. We're, yeah. Oh, we got a good hour. Yeah. At least. You think so? Oh yeah, definitely. All right. But we're gonna get smashed, John. Not you know according. what I think about this? It's gonna get cool after this. Yeah. It's gonna cool off. It's gonna get cool. I dig that, John. No, it says 88 tomorrow. So Here it I, is. Here's the warning, Scott. Severe thunderstorm warning for Boone. Boone. Northwestern Cook. Until 1045. No, you got less than 45 minutes, my friend. All right. So I dry. I We get up. I get up at 430. I load the truck. Producing damaging winds. Hail. 60 mile an hour. I better get my car in the garage. I get the <laughs> I get the uh, family up at five. It's just my, my wife and, her, and my son. And they had a horrible night sleeping, so they slept the whole way in the car, which is nice. I like that. Um, because we can drive all the way home. I don't have to stop and, you know, go to McDonald's or whatever the fuck. And we're going to set records, John. My personal best with the family is four hours, 55 minutes. My personal best single is four hours and 20 minutes. We're wow. going to shatter the family record by 10 minutes. And then some fuckwad drives into the median on 294 just south of Milwaukee and causes like a four-car oh, pileup. no. So it's down to one lane to get around. Like on the shoulder, you got to go around. Uh, and that screwed up uh, my world record time. Personal best with the family. We ended up, it ended up taking five hours. So then, John, I run to Morningfields, and my wife says, I'm going to make lasagna. You need to get me three pounds of mozzarella cheese. Right on, honey. So I go to the deli. Nobody's at Morningfields. I thought Morningfields would be closed because it's fucking Memorial Day. Yeah. I walk in there. Nobody's there. I get to the deli. I order my turkey. I order my sharp cheddar. I order my roast beef. Hey, I need three pounds of mozzarella. And she must have said, no. Sliced? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I agreed. Yes. I, I must not have heard the no. Sliced? So I said, yes. And I walked away and I'm looking at other things. I'm looking at the vegetables. So I come back and she gives me these two half pound bags of mozzarella. So I throw them in the basket. I get up to the register. I'm taking out my shit. I take out the mozzarella and I noticed it's not sliced. 
She just cut like a big block of mozzarella <laughs> and put it in the bag. It's for one sandwich. <laughs> Two pieces of bread. So now I got to grab all my shit off the counter, put it back in the basket, walk back to the deli. But as I'm putting all my shit back in the basket, Pooting. four people walk in out of nowhere. Uh, the last one was a, a woman with a uh, six-year-old kid. They go line up at the deli. So by the time I get that back there, I'm like the fifth person. And then I'm, do I butt in? Do I say, hey, hey, slice this? Do I cut in front of people? No, I'll just hang back. This will go quickly. 20 minutes later, John. 20 minutes later. The first two people went really quickly. The third person had a big order. Understood. The, the fourth person with the six-year-old kid who was unbelievably bratty. Uh, she orders everything in, in the whole uh, fucking deli. Yeah, I need uh, four pounds of ham sliced. Okay, you're done with that? I'm wondering about salads. I would like a Which salad would you recommend? You'd recommend that one? Okay, let me try a little... You know what? I changed my mind. Let me try the pasta salad. Yeah, th- which one? I don't know. Whatever you think. Just give me a pound of that. It, it, this I, I was going fucking insane. So I went home and I told my wife. And, I, and she could tell I was on edge. I was fucking on edge. She's like, why didn't you just cut in line and say, hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, she didn't slice my fucking cheese. I'm going to make her slice my cheese. And when I think about it, when I reflect on that... Um, okay, so four people are going to think I'm an asshole. I'll never see those four people again. <laughs> and I will leave there much less stressed than having to wait for these people. 20 minutes until this woman can slice my mozzarella. So I learned something, John. Next time, I'm going to just go right back in front, and I'm going to cut in front of people. Excuse me, I'm really yeah. sorry, but this woman totally fucked my day up. <laughs> I need to get my mozzarella sliced. You just need to wait two seconds, all right? Because I'm not waiting fucking half an hour for this shit and getting all stressed out. So I learned something about myself. You learned. You learned. Yes, I learned. Hey, you know what? I think we need to cut this short, my friend. We didn't even talk about movies. That's okay. Really? Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, this thing's 44 minutes left, and they're saying that the. High winds will be well ahead of the storm. Uh, it's in McHenry at 9.50, Prairie Grove, Oakwood Hills, Dixon, Wakanda at 10 p.m. So it's it's getting close. All right, let's do movies. 60 I only saw mile one movie, winds. and I got something queued up. Uh, I only saw one movie. We can get through movies yeah. quickly, John, and then we'll call it a, a 260 right. ad hoc. If my kids come running down here screaming... And I hear, there's rotation. Oh, I might have to spend the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, John. What movie did you see, John? What movie? Uh, let's see. Let's see. I saw... What did I see? I saw The Darkest Hour. It's a. Uh, it's one of those survival films where uh, it's set in Moscow, where these five... There, there's like a, uh, these... Two guys go to Moscow and they're they want to tout some software that's similar to like Facebook, but then some guy, uh, their Swedish business partner, kind of screws them over, 
and uh, he presents the software as his own, and he's like, hey, that's just the way that we do business here. So these guys go to the bar. They meet up with two American chicks. Next thing you know, these things are dropping from the sky, and they're aliens, and they're invisible, and they got to make it to hightail it the hell out of there and find ways of, of conquering these invisible aliens. It's kind of a low-budget film. It was It was okay. It wasn't great, but it entertained me. Was that Amazon, Netflix? What would you yeah, see? I saw it on Amazon. It got eleven percent from Rotten Tomatoes. Eleven <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, so I'd give it like uh, maybe two stars. Two stars. Yeah, uh, John. Uh, one. No, uh, no major actors in there. Anybody would know. One note about Netflix: they've added a ton of movies to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible's. They got Tommy Boy on Netflix now. Oh, I got to check that out. Um, uh, Braveheart, which is always yeah. Uh, you can I can watch that. You know, we had a, a, a long time ago. We Freedom! talked about movies that you happen to run by on yeah. cable, and even if there's commercials, yeah, you, you watch, watch them. them. Braveheart yeah. is one of those movies for me. Yeah. All right, Don. Uh, Don. So the second movie I saw. <laughs> oh, you saw two. Yeah, I okay. saw two. <laughs> second one was Safe House with the uh, all. Uh, Handsome Ryan Reynolds and uh, Denzel, Denzel yeah. Washington. I saw that one too, John. Uh, I thought it was uh, it was a little uh, kind of bounced around a little bit, but I liked the premise, the idea. I liked the. Uh, uh, it was kind of like, yeah, I know this is all coming, but um, it, it, you wouldn't have liked it. I don't think with all the shaky camera. I didn't like the shaky, uh, but camera. I thought uh, Ryan Re- Reynolds made a pretty good badass. In the movie, and as usual, Denzel Washington makes a kick-ass badass. Um, but he was really a good guy, wasn't he? he kind of, yeah, when it comes to the moral aspect of it, um, which was, you know, I thought it was going to get to that point, but then I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I, I I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I had no problem uh, watching it and watching it again. I was very entertained. I liked the action. Um you know, I could. There wasn't much fault I could find with it because I really wanted to like it. So I'd give it uh, two and a half stars. Two and a half. Yeah. Spiny Normans. Yeah. Well, John. Spiny Normans, right? I only saw one uh, movie, and it was The Incredible Mr. Limpet, and this is on <laughs> Amazon Instant Video. Seen it. Prime member, and my son and I uh, decided to watch this. And I saw it when I was probably his age. So I saw it. Uh, 40 years ago. And I don't really remember much about it. There is another Don Knotts movie that I saw, The Ghost and Mr. Somebody with Don Knotts. So I'm looking for that one because I enjoyed that one better than I enjoyed The Incredible Mr. Limpet. But on the second viewing of The Incredible Mr. Limpet, I'm not impressed at all. But I guess the the animation mixed with the real life uh, cinematography was cutting edge at the time. Cutting edge, John. And there's one really cool part of this movie. So what it's about is this guy, Mr. Limpet, he's married and he cannot, it's before World War II and he's trying to get into the military, but he cannot pass the physical. He's just this, he's Don Knotts for crying out loud. And he can't pass the physical. But he also has this hobby. He, he loves fish. Loves fish. He loves fish so much he wants to be a fish. 
So at some point, he makes some wish, and his wish is granted. He turns into a fucking fish that can talk. <laughs> and that's when the animation kicks in. So he, they portray him as a, as a cartoon fish uh, with glasses, and he talks, and uh, he ends up helping the U.S. Navy defeat the Nazis in World War II. There you go. That's yeah. the movie. Now, on uh, it's got four and a half out of five stars on the Amazon there. And, um, boy, I just don't get that at all. We're talking to Sp- Spiny Normans. I gave it two and a half out of four Spiny Normans. But there was one really cool scene that I'm going to play for you right now, John. Really cool scene. So his wife, uh, there's this guy, George, in the movie. And you never know what George is. Is George the wife's brother? Is George the wife's uh, boyfriend she's got on the side? You, they never right. explain that. I don't know who George is, but he's always around. And he seems to be interested in uh, Mr. Limpet's wife, Don Knotts' wife. So there's this one scene where they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Let's go to Coney Island. Let's do this. Let's do that. And the wife gets pissed off at her husband because he's talking about fish again. And this is a conversation that he has with George. All right. So let's play this and then we'll comment after we play this conversation. Is that all right, Sean? Yeah, I'm with you. Listen to this. I'm with you, brother. He's talking about fish. Look at him, George. Always drawing into his shell, going off into his fish world. That's his wife. Say, uh, Henry, old boy. That's George talking to Henry. You just stand there staring down at that cup of sardines. You're uh, liable to go off your nut. Go off your nut. George. <laughs> George, come here. He pulls down a uh, thing. Have you given much thought to the Devonian period? The what? The Devonian period of the Paleozoic era. You know, it followed the Silurian and preceded the Carboniferous eras. Hmm. Uh, I try not to think of things like that, Henry. Well, I've given it a lot of thought, George. A lot of thought. George, do you realize that our ancestors were fish? Maybe your ancestors, Henry, not mine. Republican. <laughs> uh, Henry, maybe you ought to try to find a new hobby. Uh, maybe go in for parakeets. George, I'm not joking. I can explain. He sure can, George. He's read hundreds of scientific books on the subject. He claims millions of years ago there was nothing but fish in the world. That's right. And then, you see, some of those ancient creatures, they became amphibians. And they crawled out on the land, you see. And then millions of years later, they became men. Yeah. Well, I know someone who ought to crawl right back again, Henry. But doesn't it give you a kind of a thrill of hope, George? Hope for what, Henry? Well, with the war in Europe and new weapons being invented all the time, why, what if men were actually foolish enough to destroy themselves completely? Then you see, the fish in the ocean would develop into a new race of men, and, well, this time they might turn out better, you see? How would you like a cocktail, George? (laughs) Oh, fine, fine. How about that, John? He lays out evolution right there in this movie. And I'm thinking, that's the reason they never remade this movie. Because nobody would make this movie today. Right. If he had that same speech in the movie today, uh, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Fox News. Yeah. Came from fish? If mankind were destroyed, the fish would start over? 
Yeah. So I, I did really enjoy that aspect of it, that this guy, was, he's a nerd, scientist, and even the wife, she's talking, oh, he reads science books. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah. What a big dummy. Science. But uh, George stuck up for his science. Yeah. He stuck up for his beliefs. Now, how you explain how he turned into a fish, <laughs> who knows? Who knows, I man? mean, there's got to be some divine intervention to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Another quick announcement, Scott. Yes. Iron Sky comes out on DVD October 2nd. Iron Sky? Yeah. What is that? In the last moments of World War II, a secret Nazi space program evaded destruction by fleeing to the dark side of the moon. During 70 years of utter secrecy, the Nazis constructed a gigantic space fortress with a massive armada of flying saucers. Very cool. You sent me that link uh, to the to the uh, yeah. I forgot about trailer that. M- and it a year cool, ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we'll comes have to out check on that out. DVD. DVD. That's not a good sign, but we'll see. Uh, well, no, it was out in the theaters oh, April fourth. It? it was all over uh, Did it get Germany, reviews? and it, it, ne- it never played in the theaters here. Oh, it didn't. Did it no. get good reviews? I don't know. And Germany. And Germany. All right, John. Well, we're going to draw this uh, show short uh, because we got this massive storm on the way, and uh, so I'm going to cut out. Phil's going to be really disappointed. He's really counting on yeah. uh, uh, delivering the news for us. Back home, he turd back turd, home. Turd back home. Turd, turd. Um, we didn't even get to play some of the great uh, clips from last week um, of some misspeaks. No. We'll have to save those for 261, yeah, we'll John. we'll reserve that for 261. We'll reserve that. And we'll be able to cover the DNC yeah. next time we're back. Any movies that we saw? And uh, you got Catherine coming up Thursday? No doubt. I you'll think have, so. You'll have more recordings yeah. for us. Hopefully hope Zach so. will uh, learn know the lyrics. Learn, learn the learn lyrics. Them. I will actively pursue Catherine yeah. Gates and report on that. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. We'll take it from there. All this music means that's all the time we have tonight, uh, Scott. What do we clock in t- at tonight uh, there, John? Let's see. Over an hour, right? Hour yeah, about an hour 20, and a half. Hour and a half? That's not bad. No. no you know, we did, if we did an hour, I could do that every day. Yeah. An hour every day. How about uh, that? I, I don't know if I that's could do That's five that. hours of content uh, yeah. per week instead of three. Well, look, if we go to that, we got to get some dough. Dough. Some dough. <laughs> some dough. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then we'll be job creators. Right. Right on, John. All right, Scott, that's it. Say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. You're listening to John and Scott. On Total Talk Nonsense.